Grand raising everyone. I welcome to live spirit and coffee. Come on here. It's actually dandy blend. <laughs> Trying to do my coffee later in the day instead of first thing in the morning. So there you go. Try to get something in my tummy before I actually drink coffee. Okay. So I wanted to, I was going over the Emerald Tablet Alchemy for Personal Transformation. Dennis William Hawk, really good book. Um, and then, but lately, and you know, I apologize, I wasn't here last week. I had a lot of stuff going on. It was crazy. Uh, my my schedule was crazy. Um, but started to think about you know abundance, and there are these ebbs and flows in our life. I think where we kind of feel like nothing's happening, or not much of anything's happening, and we feel like we need to level up, or um, you know, maybe it is the wanting more or giving more or doing more or whatever. Maybe it's the more, right? And and hanging out in the being can be so uncomfortable at times, especially for people that are doers, right? People that are constantly in action and constantly moving. Um, it's almost uncomfortable just to be. And how do we move that energy forward? So um was kind of thinking about that and also about, you know, abundance and what does it mean? And you know, talking to a friend and she's like, why don't you do the abundance book, you know, get energy moving because we come to these crossroads in our life where we don't know which way to go. I mean, we just were like, where do we go? What do I do? Which way do I turn? Who do I turn to? What is it that I want to create? Right. Good morning. Good morning. So really trying to understand that. And so the abundance book, and I don't know if you guys have ever read this, it's a tiny little book. Um, it's not a big one. And it's literally a 40-day commitment abundance book and so you know it's pretty cool and it talks about the secret of all ages kind of in a way so the abundance book is really good and it like i said it's 40-day commitment you do meditation with it all that kind of stuff um i don't want to do that but i do want to read it and i think that i want to kind of go through it um, and then we can get into like the first affirmation and continue going on through the affirmation. I think I've tried to do this several times with people. You can actually, and we did at one point with a bunch of friends, get on the phone and do it together, um, you know, and read it and then meditate together, um, which is pretty powerful as well. Um, so, uh, so here we go. Um, it's uh, tracing the principle of all sufficiency. Um, and uh so it couldn't cover all of the teachings on abundance that have flowed through the channels of the ageless wisdom and which have been adapted by western culture reinterpreted as spiritual metaphysics the concept of all sufficiency was a building block of essential in all philosophical and religious systems in their original form until the second century a.d when the war against self-knowledge and self-reliance uh, began um, the ancients taught that to understand oneself was to understand God, and through the process of meditation, what could release divine energy from within and transmute discord into harmony, ignorance into wisdom, fear into love, and lack into abundance. So again, we're speaking alchemy, right? These are alchemic terms. Um, the all-sufficiency. And what I like about this book also, because I was reading it this morning before I got on, I was like, I'm going to read this today, was... It talks about how they they hid this wisdom from individuals. You know, they did. They 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 took it and they kept it for their own 
Um, they didn't want the masses to have access to this information. Um, and that's something that I'm kind of looking into. How do we re-tap into the ancient wisdom that was taken from us? How do we start to tap into the flow and the abundance of all that we are? Hey, Kathy, I think that's you. <laughs> so students of the Mysteries were also instructed um, in the use of um, innate radiatory and magnetic powers in exercising dominion by working with rhythmic energy of self, whatever form was needed for exchange. So it could be legal tender, was brought forth as an instrument of goodwill. As such, money was supply, a token appreciation of one's service as a symbol of love and integrity. So regardless of the level of instruction, one particular teaching remained consistent throughout the initiation process. Mind and emotions embodying love, gentleness, and peace emanated a limitation that such a consciousness of harmlessness feed an individual from the bonds of restriction of the race of the race thought. Okay. Um, the mystery schools of Asia, Greece, Egypt, Persia, um, invaluable service to humankind um, by reawakening the spiritual powers in the core group of dedicated men and women. So they continued the sacred books and the secret teachings, and they did in Hebrew, the Kabbalah by Hindu and Buddhist mystics, Gnostic writings, Christianity. Um, and certain type of passages were removed from the Bible. They removed, so again, they removed some of the ancient texts from um, from the Bible and from these other texts purposefully, right? And what did they remove? They removed our birthright, the birthright that says that we are enough, that we are abundant, that we can actually tap into the flow of our abundance, and that is our birthright. Um, and they took that away, okay? Um, through the inspiration of the teachings of Jesus, the Gnostics, Greek word gnosis, meaning knowledge, continued the esoteric tradition. Their writings emphasized the oneness of God and man, the divinity of the individual, and the creative power of each soul to rise above limitation. Okay, so our limitations really are stuff that we put on ourselves. Now, there are tons of books out there about, hey, Christina, about consciousness and um and abundance, I'm sorry, about abundance, right? And the law of attraction, and they have all these books that you can read and stuff like that. And people do them. Um, I don't know how much, how much results people truly get from those. Um, and there's some things that are missing from it. And that's because the ancient texts, um, this information was taken out from that. And so it's like, well, now how do we do it? How do we tap into the flow? How do we tap into our abundance? Um, and this book, again, is a pretty good book to, to start to do that, to remember um, the Abundance book. I've done this several times with friends. It's pretty good. Um, let's see. The New Testament and the Gospels um, were literal library of the Gnostic writings. Um, they make it clear, or Jesus made it clear, that to know your true identity will realize that you are one with the living Father. Again, this is all internal um, and you guys know this, right? The answers are within, your abundance is within. We forget that because we think that mo that money and monetary happenings, right, is an external thing and that we we sort of pride ourselves on the materialism that we have. So we're not enough if we don't have a big lavish space or place to hold. And that's not true, right? Because abundance, if we think about it, and in my mind, time if I have an abundance of time, I'm doing good. Time is, is more valuable than any gold or money that we could possibly have. 
when you learn to leverage time and you learn to use time and you have an abundance of time, to me, that's abundance. That's tapping into the abundance. However, when we learn to tap into that abundance and we use our time wisely, we're able to tap into the flow of that energy of, you know, materialism. It's not to say that you shouldn't have abundance. That's one thing that I loved about my dad. He always said, God wants us to have nice things, but not be possessed by those things. We can lose them in a heartbeat. And are we so attached to them that they make us everything we are? No, we're still, we are the abundance. Nothing is inherently abundant. We are the abundance. We bring the abundance. It's our birthright. So it's understanding and then switching it. This narrative has changed and switched where we think that our things define who we are in terms of our wealth. And that's not true. We bring the wealth to our things, not the things bring the wealth to us, but our mindset doesn't know how to comprehend that. And so we play this game that material things define who we are they don't but we can tap into the abundance and we can have nice things but remember that they're not permanent what's permanent is our connection to that flow of of abundant energy that flow of abundance and enoughness so abundance is a really it's it's a huge conversation i think people talk about a lot and people are constantly like people um, will typically tap in and say, um, you know, I experienced lack in the limitation. I want to experience abundance. And they think, you know, people will show fancy things, shiny things. They'll dangle things in front of people's faces. Like there's, you know, business owners will say, oh, you can have this fancy car if you just do these things. And people will buy into that. There's nothing wrong with that but it's not going to actually get you to tap into the abundance that you are. You radiate the abundance. You magnetize towards you rather than chase things. So when they say, well, focus on how much, like how much money do you want to make? Focus on that number and this and that and the other. It's not going to work because you're focusing on a material thing outside of you. Instead, focus on the infinite numbers that exist within you. You are the infinite the infinite possibility waiting to happen, right? The flow. And then we just tap into it. Okay. From the gospel of Philip, we're reminded of the esoteric plastic of transforming vision into manifest form. What you see, you shall become. The Gnostics worship the pure spiritual light of the indwelling of Christ and through their knowledge of thought, form, energy, and principles of manifestation. They were able to uh, cooperate with the spirit releasing the creative powers at least for nearly 300 years following Jesus's time on earth. Um, so Lyons, uh, Bishop of Lyons, attacked the independent thinking of the teachings related to oneness with God and man, believing that spiritual consciousness and a personal union with God would undermine the authority of the priest. He directed a wrath upon the Gnosticism, first issued his five books against heresies, um, follow, followed by a list of um, acceptable writings, choosing only those words which supported his demand for a fixed dogma. So again, these texts were taken out. When we talk about this secret wisdom, this secret um, tapping into this secret wisdom and understanding, this wisdom was taken out. This knowledge was taken out of the text, the knowledge that we have agency and authority over our lives. 
that's basically what it was. Well, you don't have the abundance. You can't. There's an intermediary between you and God. You cannot tap into the abundance of God. That agency was taken away from us. And now we can refind our agency, retap into that that flow and our the authority of our life. Okay. Um, choosing only the words that which supported demand fixed dogma, the shift in the mind direction from within to without had begun, and the inner power of the individual was gradually given to an outer structure and a lower authority. The inner authority is the greatest power that we have. It is not easy because most people don't trust themselves. I struggle with that myself, right? There's so much confusion, right? It's not that I don't trust myself that I'm a bad person like that, but there's so much confusion on which way to go. Is this the right direction? You've got to trust, right, in that abundance. you got to trust that the actual road that you're taking is leading you into the flow of abundance and harmony. But it's not easy because we're so structured, right? The authority was handed over when this was taken out. And it says here, right? The shift in the mind direction from within to without had begun. Focusing without is not going to help you. It's an internal thing. Our abundance and flow is internal. It's not external. But we've changed it. And so the best way to describe this model, and it's it's all done in marketing, right? Marketing, they understand how to do this. In fact, they are the best at doing this. This is why people purchase a bunch of shit they don't need, <laughs> right? Okay, so we have this model of have, do, be, be, do, have. And I don't know if you guys have heard of this model. So the having, right? If I have this big mansion house, I'm going to do what people with big mansion house do and i'm going to be happy okay that's marketing that's looking from external to internal so instead i'd say flip that because that's what they did they flipped it and reversed it and we need to flip it back in order to recognize the abundance we hold within ourselves so internal to external would be be happy you bring the happiness and then you do what happy people do, and then you have what happy people have. Be abundant, okay, in thoughts, in, in deeds, in words, in the way that you live. Be, feel it, know what it feels like internally. Then you're gonna do, move in the direction of abundance, and then you'll have abundance. See, but we focus on the external. If I have the money, then I can purchase, I can do the things I need to do, and then I'll be happy and free. And we know that model doesn't work. It doesn't work. Focusing on the external is not going to bring the happiness, not going to bring the joy, not going to bring the abundance. We are the abundance in flow. In fact, everything that we've created came from our ability to tap into our creativity and abundance. Houses, you know, mansions, these big megalithic forms then structures that were created came from what they came from the internal abundance that we have the creativity within us we developed and created those things not they created us it's not it's the opposite so we want these things that we're creating well we're the ones creating it so the abundance is an internal happening not external and when we tap into that we are able to tap into the flow 
and the flow of abundance is quite amazing to be quite honest <laughs> quite amazing to be quite honest okay so let's see from the gospel of philip we're reminded that the esoteric practice oh wait i read that sorry um uh, the Gnostics whipped out the spiritual light of indwelling um, and through their knowledge of thought form energy, the principles of manifestation, they were able to cooperate with spirit, releasing the creative powers at least for nearly 300 years of Jesus' times on earth. Um, oh, okay. I went to Laura Thor. When the emperor, um, Theodotus, um, made Christianity the sole and official religion of the state, um, the institutions assumed complete control over individual minds and humanity and entered a thousand year period referred to as the Dark Ages. In fact, the first 400 years of this period is considered to be barren age in Europe. As few advances in literature, science, education were contributed for future of the race. So they took out this abundance. They took it out, this secret. And as you can see, creativity hindered. It stopped. There, it wasn't there anymore, and they went into a dark age. What is known today is prosperity consciousness. The realization of God as the source of all good was almost non-existent. The feudal system controlled secular life, and the keys to spiritual enlightenment were held by the church leaders. To free subjective interpretation of doctrine or lack of faith in the state religion resulted in extreme penalties. And with the constant struggle between the church and the individual, the mastery techniques dealing with the freedom from the need and the science of forces and forms were temporarily, lo temporarily lost, the Western mind was kept in the dark until the institutional structure began to crack in the 1500s and eternal principles of oneness and unity began to resurface. So they put it in the dark, they trapped it, they put it away, and they said, you don't have access to this information. Now, not all the mysteries have been released, little by little. And in order to tap into the ancient text, you have to be part of some order, some secret society. Um, you know, they, they drip out some of this stuff little by little. But the reality is, is if you tap into yourself, and this is really all it's saying, if you know yourself, if you have awareness of who you are this information is available to you it's not just for one person it's for everyone and we can tap into it if we know ourselves and then we can tap into the abundance right well they literally took it out um and they kept everybody in the dark and they didn't teach people this stuff Okay, the Rosicrucians, the fraternity of the Rosary of the Cross, um, of the Rosy Cross, began to exert influence um, and counterance. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, uh, influence to counteract religious intolerance, remaining essentially underground until the publication of the Order's Manifesto. Um, following the traditions of the ancient Egyptians and the Christian Gnostics. Members of the secret society were known to transcend the limitations of physical world through their spiritual awakening, an overcoming of lack through knowledge, realization of the presence and the will of God. Freemasonry, more ancient than 
any of the world's living religions, according to Albert Pike, continued the chain of the secret of the sacred mysteries through an understanding of spiritual reality and a dedication to wisdom, love, and service. The master masons attuned supernatural powers. Uh, I'm sorry, attained supernatural powers with the ability to bring in all sufficiency of visible supply out of the invisible substance. The race mind was beginning to feel the effect of the new light of understanding. So we have these orders who, who showed up starting to utilize these ancient mysteries. And they started to develop and create these, what I call spells. I don't, I think they started off good. You know, I think they wanted the illumination, but illumination for who? I think just for themselves. If it was for everybody, you wouldn't have to become a Mason to understand their mysteries. They would share it with the world freely. They don't. That tells you that they already had an, a mindset that said, you are not enough. You are not worthy of this information. And that's bullshit. You are. Um, and all you need do is tap into your internal world and you will have the answers. Okay. By the 1800s, esoteric philosophy and practical mysticism were moving across Europe and America like a tidal wave. The transcendental movement led to Ralph Waldo began in, uh, in New England. The metaphysical movement was ushered by uh, Venus. Um, okay. All these other, the, the Theosophical Society. Um, Founded Christian science, the New Thought Movement blossomed through the work and the teachings of Charles and Myrtle Fillmore, Unity, um, and Divine Science. And then it talks about all these other, Rudolf Steiner, Anthrophilosophical Society, um, and Self-Realization Fellowship. And out of the wealth of material in the Edgar Casey Files grew an Association for Research and Enlightenment to name but a few contrib contributors to the new age of spiritual enfoldment. It is now estimated that at least 25% of the population of America is involved in some measure with what is considered esoteric philosophy or new age thought religion. And right in the mainstream of consciousness is the truth of God. It is boundless wealth and an expression of the infinite that we are, that we have an abundant inheritance. Okay. The message of prosperity could not be concealed, not even in the Bible. With more than 2,000 2, years of censoring, editing, and translating, the golden light of the Father's assurance remains. For example, beloved, I wish above all things that thou shalt shall mayest proper, prosper. Ooh, I can't read. Um, Prove me now herein, said the Lord of the host. If I will not open you the window of the heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. They shall prosper that love thee. Peace be within thy walls and the prosperity within thy palaces. God is able to make all graces abound toward you. That ye, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is that giveth thee power to get wealth. Okay. Um, and then it just, it has more. So there's all of these things, 
yes, the wisdom lost, but we can remember. <laughs> Thanks, Kathy. Let's see what. Good morning. How iconic. This morning I had a new perspective on learning Kung Fu. I get to enjoy it. Absolutely. That's what it's about. Let the Lord be magnified with health, pleasure, and prosperity of his servant. All things whatsoever ye pay and ask for, I believe that ye receive, create it, and ye shall have them. And the message continues. Man was born to be rich or grows rich by the use of his faculties and by the union of thought with nature. Okay, Emerson. And then we have a bunch of quotes um, here. Okay, so I'm going to go over probably quotes tomorrow, but I want to do this really quickly before. And it goes into how you're supposed to do the abundance book, but I want to read the first affirmation um, and meditate on this today because this is what I'm doing. God is lavish, unfailing abundance, the rich omnipresent substance of the universe. This all-providing source of infinite prosperity is individualized as me, the reality of me. So if you believe, well, it's not, you don't have to use the word God if you don't want to, okay? But I use the word God, it's fine. God is lavish, unfailing abundance, the rich omnipresent substance of the universe. This all-providing source of infinite prosperity is individualized as me, the reality of me. One more time. God is lavish, unfailing abundance, the rich omnipresent substance of the universe. This all-providing source of infinite prosperity is individualized as me, the reality of me. That's the first one. Um, and then we can go into the others later, but, um, and I will read tomorrow the, um, the other pieces of these quotes. Um, I'll end with this. Oh no, I want to end with that. God is lavish. Let's read it again. Sorry. I'm going to do it again. Just one more time. God is lavish, unveiling abundance, the rich omnipresent substance of the universe. This all-providing source of infinite prosperity is individualizes me, the reality of me. Okay, and we'll go in that tomorrow. Um, so that's all I want to say. You are abundant. You have it within you. You have the ability to tap into it, and you have the ability to bring it forth and magnify it. So there you have it. Have a beautiful, magical mystical, mysterious, marvelous, magnificent Monday. And um, I will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.